in today's episode, Scott pisses me off. In every episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you lovely lurkers? Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your host, Willie, with Bandit. And we're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes. Or it's free. If you like the show, you can find more of us. On TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Or hanging out with the genie and Iago. Happy belated Easter to everyone, especially you, Willie. How was uh, how was your weekend? Why is it a belated Easter to me? Just because we're here? Is it because we're because together? At the time we are recording this, it is after Easter. Uh, I had I had a fun time. It was it was a very interesting. I would call it a therapeutic weekend. So my Saturday, I took a drive with my partner. We went up to Duluth, but we took a bit of a detour before we got there to visit the house of my grandparents, who my grandpa in December passed away, and my grandma uh, is in hospice. So they're cleaning out her home, and it was really interesting. It's the first time I've seen my grandparents' place since they weren't living there, and having the entire space that you grew up in feeling unfurnished and and different man that's a really odd experience have you had to go through that before yeah when my uh grandparents passed away my family uh, on my mom's side there's seven of them and so they went through and like had to gather up all their knickknacks and you know mementos and everything else kind of got sold off but it was weird walking through what used to be kind of like this warmth and familiarity life uh, of, of life yeah and then there's just nothing yeah it's it's very it's a very empty feeling and but it, it is part of life isn't it i've i've kind of come to terms with it in 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 some ways i loved the show friends and i'm starting to realize nowadays that because i'm old compared to a lot of people that that's a dated show but i kept going back to this moment in that series, 10 years of that show, at the very end, they all stop right before they're like setting their keys down on that table before leaving. And they turn and they look at the the two different homes, apartments, empty. None of their stuff is furnished. It's the, the end to a chapter, the end of that novel. Close the book and move to the next thing. And I think pivot. all things, pivot, all pivot. things have that pivot point that you just need to kind of except it's a it's the natural way of things so it was tough but also i'm happy that i did it think about it easter is all about renewal it's all about hope and remembrance and looking forward even if you don't celebrate the christian aspects of it i think that idea of feeling refreshed for spring should be something that we should all try to look forward to and shagging like rabbits yes that is the catholic way <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of sex, can we talk a little bit about sex? Yes, please. Okay. You're so excited. <laughs> this week in the subreddit, Unpopular Opinion, there's a post that says when people call normal sex or natural sex vanilla, it seems like something is wrong with them. Vanilla sounds like something boring. They acknowledge that some people like vanilla, but to me, it seems like they're the weird ones. I realize it's not exactly their fault, but I wish they wouldn't disrespect 
just normal sex. The people who prefer it and basically stop calling us boring. I'm 38 years old and I found that a little Zen focused meditation can fool your brain into believing each time can be almost as exciting as the first. I don't need anything dirty or disgusting or to be violent to me, myself or others. I just want to have a good time. Now, I know I know you're a freak in the sheets, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very different uh to my street persona. <laughs> so, what's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on being a, a basic B and doing it crazy missionary at the end of the bed? We've got flowers, they got petals, vanilla's a bean. It seems like it would be the best ice cream around. We need to go look at when and why vanilla was chosen as the boring flavor. What do you think the boring flavor should be? <laughs> I don't know. Why, why Why not like mint chocolate chip? Rum raisin. Those are those, but those have so much, so much going on. You might not like them. That might not be your coup d'état. I drive a sedan, actually. Thank you. But <laughs> my, what I'm trying to say is, vanilla isn't just like straight out of the cow's teat and like slap a, a label on it. No, there's there's a vanilla bean in there, and and it's important considering what we're talking about to make sure that we focus on the bean. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of the top comments agrees with you and I think has a very eloquent way of describing it. Do share. Vanilla is the extract from the seed pod of a rare orchid native only to Madagascar, which has been fermented and condensed. It's a rare and delicate flavor. If anything... I'm offended that it's being used as a synonym for boring. I'm not going to judge you, all right, listening audience? Hear me up. If you want to go to whatever creamery you love and, you know, you want to sample a little bit before actually, like, making a purchase, that's fine. That's fine. You you go ahead. You have that rocky road. You, you tickle those taste buds just right there. Just yeah. tickle them. You smash that praline and then, heck... Th throw in some uh, sherbet every now and then. Who cares? You do you. Now, do you think that? What 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 do you think about getting three scoops? Huh? Is that a little too much? Too much to handle? Yeah, I stick to one cup, one boring cup. But here's the deal, Scott. <laughs> it kind of feels like you can do no wrong. It is the perfect quintessential. Are we too boring? <laughs> Well, our podcast numbers would suggest that we are. And speaking of numbers, this week in tech oh. news, Jack Dorsey's first tweet NFT went on sale for $48 million. Do you know what the top bid was? Of course you do, because you sent me this story earlier in this week, but play dumb. I have no idea. I will say, though, so hold on. Before you finish this statement, if people are wondering what the hell you just said, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, or former former CEO of Twitter. Mm -hmm. Current when, is Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, by yet, the time we're recording yet. this, potentially. Dorsey sold his first tweet NFT. Just, uh, it was a little while ago now. In March, he sold it for $2.9 million. That was just back in March? Yeah. Of Oh, I'm sorry, 2021. March of last year. 
Yeah, so it's about a year, a year ago. ago. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so his first tweet said what? The very first thing he said is just setting up my Twitter, and it looks like he didn't believe in the letter I at the time or okay, vowels. Fair. And uh, he, you know, he he just decided to play the NFT game and uh, reposted it for sale for forty eight million dollars. Now, correction here, Scott. He didn't go to resell it. The person who bought it from him the first time went to resell it. Yeah. So that person went to resell an NFT that they spent over $2 million on a year ago and said, this has got to be worth more now. You said $48 million is what this other person said. Yeah, I could I could make $48 million. $48 million. Final what bid? Ching. Drum roll, please. The highest bid was $280. Oh. Oh. (laughs) You and I have talked a lot about NFTs. We've even mentioned it on this show. We've wasted a lot of our life. Well, I mean, NFTs, it sounds like, have only been around really for about a year. Maybe a little bit more. They've existed less amount of time than this show has existed. No, I think they've been around longer. It's just they're they're more popular. It, you're the one that has a ton invested both mentally, mental fortitude, and financially into cryptos. And NFTs are just a part of that world. Give me that yearly check-in of, of the value of an NFT for those listeners who are still like on the fence. I don't know what this is. Describe it to me. Well, as of late, uh, NFTs have kind of had a resurgence in terms of price, popularity, cost, sales. They're still selling strong. Maybe not as strong as earlier this year, late last year. But people are still buying these digital pogs. And we're seeing a lot of scamming going on. We're seeing a lot of uh, legit people who you know celebrities and stuff i guess i don't know if legit people are the uh the right term but the industry has been wrought with uh i guess like there was a hack by north korea just a little while ago where they stole like 650 million dollars worth of these axie coin crypto things there's there's been people who have had what's called a rug pull where people like hype it up celebrities hype up this project Everybody buys a bunch of NFTs with the thought that it'll go up in price. And then the original creators and these celebrities just take all the money and walk away and it goes down to zero. So for Jack to post this a year ago and say, hey, let's let's just see what this does and somebody to buy it. I think that made sense at the time because people were still like, I don't know what this is, but this seems like a cool thing to have, even though the person doesn't actually own that tweet. He just owns the NFT of that tweet. Right. Now, this person might have missed the boat altogether when they listed it after the fact to try and resell it because only getting a bid of $280, does that mean like now that Jack's no longer the CEO, it doesn't actually have that value or this this guy just getting greedy? I, I think there's a couple things at play here. One, this year has proven to so many people the volatility and the lack of control around crypto. In general and for me the fascinating thing is as a semi insider and outsider right like I, I think I'm more on the outside looking in that the reality is that 
we have restrictions on Wall Street for reasons. It doesn't mean that deception doesn't happen. It absolutely happens. But we have restrictions to protect, hopefully, us small day traders. We try, at least. But the crypto world doesn't have any of that. So this, I think, this tweet and this story is a clear example of some moment in time where they said, NFTs are this new cool thing. Nobody knows really what they are, but there's value in it. So if somebody has the money to do it, that market was arbitrarily inflated. The way that these rug pulls are, they're arbitrarily just super, super high and people are willing to invest money on a gamble. My, yeah, it's all speculative. My thought is that this person went in thinking it was going to be a good gamble. A year later, it was a poor gamble. Could Jack Dorsey lose his CEO position for Elon Musk? And then all of a sudden that changes a little bit and that NFT goes up in value? Absolutely. You're saying like if Jack came back to become the CEO? No. I'm saying if the news broke that he is outed and that becomes a special moment in time. Hey, this is the first tweet of the original CEO of Twitter. You remember that old app where it went downhill in 2022 and it's 2030. But do you remember that original CEO who made it what it was and built all the way up to this like hype moment of Kofifi and the <laughs> Internet was like crazy? Yeah, that person's NFT is now selling for $30 million. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of story I think this person could have held on to, not try to sure. resell it a year later. Sure, 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 yeah. Should have tried to hold on to that long term, you know, waited for it to go to the moon rather than to cash in early. Right. There is a uh, pretty unknown podcast, you know, one that not really many people under are aware of called Reply All. Oh, I thought you were going to say there's a sub for that. No, no, we're definitely we're definitely more popular than they are. <laughs> uh, anyways, they just did a recent show this week talking talking about an NFT by Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber apparently sold these like super shitty NFT bears, and it was randomized who got what. And this girl gets one, has her crypto wallet broken into, hacked into, and somebody stole her crypto bear. Somebody else then bought it. And that person, long and short of the whole story, sorry, spoiler alerts, says, I feel bad for this girl, but I bought this. It's I bought it off of that other person. I'm not going to mm. give it back. That to me is the clearest example of how this is so unregulated. If that was a Wall Street thing, they would have just said, we'll undo all of these things. Yeah. What's it called? The uh, The final frontier here? Patrick Stewart's anus. <laughs> it's my final frontier. Make it so. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, speaking of our past, this week in the subreddit made me smile. Let's talk about memories. In the corner of my mind. This is memories of Kmart. Before Kmart goes away, I want to say thank you. 45 years ago, your store hired my single mom and let her five-year-old son sit in a cafe while she worked. I played in the shoes and clothes for hours. That job kept us going and supported us for 20 years. I just want to say thanks. Kmart responded and said, thank you for your personal. This is greatly appreciated. Just like Kmart just doesn't know how to... Just, they just need that little so bit close. more. So close. Thank you for your personal. 
the poor Kmart employee that's still like left, you know, running the cash <laughs> register. They're like, oh, we need you to also tweet. And they're like, what's a tweet? I don't even know what this is. So I want to ask, like, what are, do you have any fond memories of old stores or old places that have just gone into the wind and are, are nothing more that maybe some of our listeners today wouldn't remember? Because what I'll tell you is I have a ton of fond memories of Kmart. You know, in the end, all we are is dust in the wind. I really enjoyed going to department stores with my mom growing up because it gave me time to like explore and be adventurous. I would go hide in those circular clothes racks and like hide in the middle. And my mom would have no idea where I was and would panic a little bit because your child is suddenly missing. So she would just have to go find which one of the circular clothes racks was laughing and like shaking <laughs> on its own. <laughs> um, but yeah, like every single thing was fascinating about these stores because you didn't know anything. It was just the childlike wonder of like, okay, this isn't my house. This isn't my school where I go to most of the time. It's got all of these clothes that are different than the clothes that I have. All of these toys that I definitely don't have at home. And not to mention, you know, things that are beeping, other strangers, you know, with other kids. These weird contraptions that I can like skate around in just by holding on to the bar. It's got four wheels. I don't know what it does, but it's big enough for me to fit in and ride on. This is so cool. <laughs> I just remember growing up thinking about these stores and how huge they felt to me. My friends, back when we were in middle school, uh, my school was just on the block from a Kmart. And it was a big K. It was one of the first ones in my city growing up and we felt special we were like oh my god this is cool did you feel so we, blue light special oh yeah i felt so blue abadi abadi i would put on my rollerblades and we would haul ass down to the to the kmart which was like five blocks away from my house and we would rollerblade through the store and of course it's a kmart so as children we didn't realize that the place is just freaking empty but no it's it was empty even then but we would run around and look for things and we wouldn't buy anything we just didn't have anything to do so it was our little mall right in our neighborhood for us to go and hang out in i'm imagining you and your buddies putting on your rollerblades going to kmart and then the song jitterbug dun, dun, jitterbug <laughs> I didn't go to Kmart. We went to Target. We were a Target family. I went to Kmart maybe a handful of times, but I can't even remember anything about the store. It's been that long. Do you remember the Target stores that used to have those enormous, like took up the vast majority of the front food courts that you could go sit at and eat? The first Target in my memory was the one in West St. Paul, and that wasn't anything fancy from from what I can remember, I remember there was He-Man toys in it. But then when we moved, I had a Target Greatland and it was separated by, you know, the blue side and the green side. And I think one of the side had the food court and the other one didn't. It, it's interesting to me just how times have changed because West St. Paul, where we both frequented many different stores, also had a McDonald's that had one of those playlands that wasn't connected. Like it wasn't a part of... The McDonald's, you had to park in the parking lot, get out of your car, and walk up this long path 
to a playland that mm -hmm. looked down upon it and like it had metal slides yeah it had tables that you could sit at it was this little like mini park it was the best and when it was the summertime those completely made of metal structures were the hottest thing next to the sun and of yeah. course you you still wanted to go on them because it was it was the coolest thing you could have done on a summer day is get a happy meal with a vanilla ice cream cone and then just you know go get sunburnt on these <laughs> awful you know now probably don't even meet regulations playgrounds a couple weeks ago one of my partner's nephews had a birthday party. So we, trying to be the cool, you know, the cool aunt and uncle, went to this birthday party just for a little bit. But it was at the Children's Museum in St. Paul. And they have one of those, like, like jungle gym things that kids can play in. Yeah, where, like, yeah. you can climb up through this, like, netting and then get to the top. And then there's like, these little, like, paths that you can run around and then... Hopefully I'm unlocking memories for people that are listening to this, but then you can go down this like spiral slide. I mean, I did, I didn't do this. You so. never had that growing up. I guess you grew up back in 1902. Yeah, like, uh, we were playing around with oxen and carts and we had to try not to die of dysentery. And... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fjording the river. That was our, uh, that was our playground. Well, speaking of games we used to play as a kid, what I'm about to introduce is not for the faint of heart, uh Oh, so be prepared. This is where you want to plug the kids' ears. We've already talked about sex this episode. How much? Where are we going? All right. We're going on an adventure, Willie. We're going on an adventure. <laughs> uh, because this week, the post is from shitposting. Mm. And if that tells you anything, and it's it's titled National Sports, and there's a warning tag. Willie, what's one of the what's one of the things you really like to do that, you know, other people don't really enjoy or know a lot of, but you've told me about it and you've said I've always gotten the pronunciation wrong. It's actually pronounced anal fissures. <laughs> Is that right? Fizz. It's fizz. Oh, got it. Got it. No, 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 no. The the uh, the recreational thing that our uh, Norwegian neighbors like to do. Oh, yes. It is not called sauna. It's called sauna. As it turns out. Uh-oh. Oh, God. In Finland, there is this game that they have in the sauna called Gollum. Help. Help me. All right. So you're in the sauna and one person goes underneath the bench while everyone else sits on the bench. Okay, I'm with you. The golem then proceeds to put his finger in somebody's butt, and the other players who are sitting have to guess who has the finger. <laughs> oh, no. I should have been I'll drinking more for this. <laughs> and uh, whoever guesses right gets to be the next golem. If I tell you this next part, I need you to understand that before I tell this, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know. <laughs> but I go to the gym too much, some would say. We have a sauna. It's got to use the sauna every day. Is there a bench? Yeah, there's a bench. I just thought this was normal. I didn't think that I should question that. I didn't so know it was a person. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the top comment, uh, or one of the top comments is actually a correction that says, OP is an idiot and obviously not Finnish. The correct guesser does become the golem. The last one fingered becomes the first guesser and goes down the line once at a time. So if it gets to the person with the golem's finger currently in their bum, then the ring is destroyed and they win. <laughs> Which means they either get to leave the sauna or reorder the people that they want and whoever, you know, they just start the game over again. This is a disgusting game and <laughs> one would not call this vanilla. What, what kind of ice cream would you call this, Scott? I'd, pr- I'd probably call it Moose Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, every one of my family members that lives in northern Minnesota, they all have saunas detached from their from their homes. These like beautiful stone buildings with cedar planks on the inside. And it's amazing. Now, I might be repressing some memories, but I don't remember ever getting my fi- my butthole fingered. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not poke around this story too much longer. And why don't we just head up to our upvotes and downvotes? Scott, we're already talking about our childhood. I need you to remember 20 years ago, 20 years ago, my upvote this week is that 20 years later, Scrat finally got his acorn this shot was made as a farewell to blue sky studios and we've talked about this episode being the that whole story going from start to finish but the studio that created ice age which had the infamous little like rodent squirrel thing trying to run after the nut and never really being able to get that nut finally gets to eat it yeah, I thought this was really cool. I also didn't realize that this was recent. I know Ice Age is covered uh, on Reddit a lot, so I didn't I didn't think like this was still going. But it, I think this is a really nice tribute to finally close out that franchise, that story. Or is it transitioning maybe to another studio? Mm-mm. It's just ending. It's the and end. a lot of okay. people are saying things like, why do I feel sad? It's because it's an end of an era. It's okay. You can rest circle. now. Speaking of sad, my downvote this week is that our beloved Iago has passed on. Gilbert Gottfried, the iconic comedian, has passed away at 67 after a long illness that not a lot of people even realized he had. You would recognize him as the voice of a generation. Honestly, just listen to this clip here and you know immediately who we're talking about. I know this one because I pose for Plager. <laughs> you don't actually see anything because my thumb was in the way. It's one of those voices that you both love it and hate it. When you look back and you remember those moments, you're like, wow, that's iconic. It's inspirational. It's funny. It's weird. It's It just has this nostalgia built into it. But I think during the time, there wasn't a lot of overwhelming value put on it it's the same way we look at like william not william defoe uh what's his name the more cowbell guy you're thinking of christopher walken speaking of just getting it wrong and being oh oh so frustrated about it this week in the subreddit mildly infuriating my downvote is my adult daughter dips her prime filet mignon in ketchup did you throw it against the window? 
there are so many things that people can do to food, to living that, oh, just, it brings up all of those annoyances. What is your biggest annoyance that somebody can do? I think I'm probably most annoyed with people who are annoyed at people with dipping filet mignons in ketchup. Scott, what's my biggest annoyance? <laughs> M- me. <laughs> Doing. Chewing. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, with my mouth open? Yes. <laughs> Number one on my list. Number one. Number two. People war, who pollute. Just no, yeah, war. <laughs> Death to children. You know all the really honest things. But let's focus. That's actually his downfall of the week. Is me still continuing to chew with my mouth open? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it from here, man. <laughs> well, speaking of things that are juicy, why don't you chew on this? I need to figure out. Exactly who I am. I want to choose my own path. Live in the moment. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Thor Love and Thunder teaser dropped today, and it's the best teaser I've seen because it's literally just teasing. It didn't it didn't show too much. It showed a, just enough of uh, of I guess imagery to say oh we've been working on this and it looks amazing do you think that the the 80s nostalgia is getting a little too overdone i mean most of the fashion trends for people have moved on to the 90s so maybe part of me is like oh give it a rest i I definitely want to be one of the first people to get the uh strongest or awesomest avenger trucker hat that he's wearing (laughs) in the trailer (laughs) or mightiest avenger i don't know what it says but it just looks cool It is going to sell out so fast, just like the end of this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Find more of us on our socials. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's dogs wearing signs, not how girls work, sheep army, or what's this bug? There's a sub for that.